A soldier on the battleground must have weapons to fight with. Without weapons on the battleground, you are toast to your enemy. In this episode, let's continue our discussion on the weapons of the Christian. That is, know your weapon, the fourth part of the series. We have examined from the perspective of the scripture the idea that the Christian is involved in spiritual warfare. As a believer in Christ, you have to understand that your warfare is not a carnal warfare. You are not fighting men. You are fighting spiritual entities. Our walk in Christ itself is a spiritual journey. The kingdom of our Lord is a spiritual kingdom. Your Christian walk is not just about what you see with your physical eyes. Your Christian walk involves much, much more. And so in this Know Your Weapon series, particularly for today, we want to examine this weapon that the scripture referred to as your shield of faith. Now you would recall in the previous episodes of the Know Your Weapon series that we've mentioned the weapon of truth actually referred to as your loins being geared with truth. Now this is in Ephesians chapter 6 from the verses 13 through to 17 where the writer tells us the various weapons that we must carry as believers in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me read that portion of scripture very quickly for us. It says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having gathered your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And so in this portion of scripture, you know, we have enumerated a number of weapons that God wants us to know about and to be mindful of and of course to engage in our spiritual battle. The first one mentioned there is having your loins get with truth. We have talked about this in the previous episodes. And then it also mentions having put on the, the breastplate of righteousness. And over here we did establish your righteousness is your weapon. God has made you righteous as a child of the King of Kings. If you've given your life to Jesus, God declares you righteous. Now, you've got to understand it's not your own righteousness. The Bible says our righteous works are like filthy rags before him. And so what righteousness then are we talking about? Righteousness basically means right standing with God. And so if you're in Christ Jesus, you have, in, you have what is referred to as imputed righteousness. Not of your own works, 
so that no one can boast. Rather, it is the imputed righteousness that Christ has given to you and to me. He took your sin upon himself so that when God looks at you today, he sees you through the lens of the precious blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary's cross for you and for me. You are righteous. He has declared you righteous. And that knowledge is important for your spiritual warfare. Otherwise, if you don't have that breastplate of righteousness, you are going to be walking through life as a Christian feeling defeated, feeling that you are walking in sin, feeling in, you know, inadequate and feeling condemned. The devil wants you to feel condemned. He wants you to feel that you are not worthy of God's love. He wants you to feel that what you are going through now is because of a sin you have committed. He wants you to feel that your problems are there because of you. He wants you to feel that God doesn't love you and that you are a sinner. May I assure you today, if you've given your life to Jesus, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so you've got to have that breastplate of righteousness, knowing that God has delivered you from the curse of the law, knowing that you have the imputed righteousness of Christ upon you and in you, knowing that you have been declared the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 21. So don't let guilt spoil your life. Don't let guilt of yesteryears, don't let the guilt of yesterday, the guilt of your past, become a tentacle that holds you bound in chains of defeat. Walk in boldness. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as the lion. All right, we have addressed that in greater detail in that episode where we talked about this important weapon called the breastplate of righteousness. We have also looked at the next one, which is your feet, shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We talked about readiness. That word preparation in the Greek also means readiness in the context within which the writer uses it in the scripture. And so you've got to be ready. Jesus says, be watchful. You've got to be watch. Be a watchman. Yes, be a watchman. Be a watchman at all times. Be watchful. Be ready. And we have gone into detail over there as well in the previous episode. Now, today, I want to briefly touch on this next weapon, which is referred to as the shield of faith. We see this in the verse number 16 of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and the verse number 16. Here, Paul the writer says, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench, other translations use the word to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So, child of God listening to this episode today, the scripture means it when, when it talks about flaming arrows. It is not telling stories. It is not you know, writing fables. It means business. What that means is that there are flaming arrows being thrown against you right now as you listen to me. There are flaming arrows of the devil being thrown against your family. 
if you are a child of the king of kings, if you are a child of the Lord, there are flaming arrows of evil against your life, against your career, against your health, against all the things that are close to you, against your loved ones. These are called the flaming arrows of Satan. They are also against your life, against your walk with the Lord, against your faith, so that you can denounce Christ and return to the world. These are flaming arrows being thrown at your mind. Now, how can you quench these flaming arrows? The writer is kind enough to tell us the answer to this question. The answer is you and I must take up the shield of faith. You know, in the olden day, when the Roman soldiers would go into battle, they would take up a shield. It sometimes was a small shield, other times it was a big shield. It was made of very thick leather, which was really conditioned to take arrows which were even lit uh, or set on fire. Because enemies would sometimes you know, set arrows on fire so that when it touched the soldier, it would you know, sort of uh, set you ablaze and destroy you. And so the shield that they had did not have to be wooden shields. It had to be a shield that was well conditioned to quench flaming arrows. And so they had very strong leather shields conditioned in a particular manner so that when enemies would throw flaming arrows at them, the shield would quench those flames and those arrows. Similarly, you, the Christian today, must have your shield of faith conditioned in such a way that it is able to quench all the flaming arrows of the devil against your life. And so what is faith? Because the Bible calls that shield your shield of faith. What then is faith? When we talk about faith, the important Bible verse that comes to mind is Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 1. Where the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Post a second and consider that verse again. You see, many a time we miss the word now in that verse of scripture. We would often have people say, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen but they miss a very important word in that portion of scripture, which is the word now. Now. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, ev the evidence of things not seen. In the Amplified Version, the Bible says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And so the faith realm is a realm that is a spiritual realm, not a realm of the physical senses. For example, if God declares you as rich, you've got to believe that you are rich. Your pocket may be actually dry, with only pennies in there, but you've got to believe the word of the Lord to you that you are rich. That is faith. If God declares you are healed, you've got to believe his word that you are healed, although your physical body may be saying otherwise, 
You've got to believe the word of the Lord above what your physical senses are telling you. That is faith. You must have the title deed, the conviction, the check, if you like, that what is written on the check belongs to you, although you may not yet physically see it. That is faith. If I gave you a check of a thousand pounds, you may not have received the money, the physical cash yet, but the check is proof that you have a thousand pounds. That is faith. And so God declares you righteous. You've got to believe that. God declares you healed. You've got to believe that. That indeed you possess healing. That indeed you possess life. That indeed you possess all that God says you possess. That is faith. And you have to believe that when? Now. Because the Bible says now faith is. You don't leave faith for tomorrow. Faith is exercised in the here and now. The belief that the sacrifice of Christ for you is enough. That you are of God in Christ. That no circumstance in this life is able to sway you from your standing in Christ. That you have full access in God no matter what. That God's promises are sure and cannot be broken. That you have what God says you have. And that you are who God says you are. That you believe in his word, although your physical senses may not see it. That you have the answers to your prayer, although the physical evidence may not tell you so. This, my friend, is faith. It is a shield you carry. Lose it and you are toast. Lose that shield and you are toast to the devil. You've got to believe in his word regarding your life. You see, God has respect for faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 6 says, For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And those who come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God has respect for your faith. Why? Because it connotes total reliance on him. In fact, a complete dependence on him. The greater your faith in him, the bigger your perception of him. If you see a small God, it is because you see a, you have a small faith. That is why your situation looks bigger to you than the God that you have. It is because your faith is small. If you have a bigger perception of God, then your faith must grow to indeed match that bigger perception of God above the challenges facing you today. Faith is now. So as I speak these words, ladies and gentlemen, I need your faith to rise to see a bigger God than a bigger challenge. See a bigger God than a bigger problem. See a bigger God than a bigger situation that is, that is something that is worrying you right now. See a bigger God than your bigger worries and anxieties. Your faith will determine your perception of God. It was said that the ten you know, spies that Moses sent into the promised land, remember in the book of Numbers chapter 13, he sent 12 spies and the 10 spies came back with evil reports. Two spies, Joshua and Caleb, they came back with good reports. Now, the 10 spies, it was said that these 10 spies who brought about, you know, evil reports to the camp, 
they saw four G's. The first G, they saw grapes, grapes, Numbers chapter 13, verse 23. And then they saw giants in the land. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. And then they saw these great cities. Oh, you will see that in Numbers chapter 13, verse 28. And all of these things made them feel like grasshoppers, which is the fourth G. So G number one, grapes. G number two, giants. G number three, great cities. G number four grasshoppers they saw themselves as grasshoppers after looking at all of these g's so they saw four g's you know you see the problem is they forgot the fifth g which is god the god factor who was with them god who was with them who lived among them who supplied their needs who opened the red sea for them who took them from the land of egypt they forgot that fifth g god in fact, they should have seen that first of all as the first G, God. If only they saw God, they would imagine everything else before them as small and therefore they were able to possess the land. You see, your faith is your weapon. You've got to hold on to it. What you see determines your ability to possess and you have to be able to see a big God who has said you are what he has declared over your life, who has said you have what it is that he has promised you. You've got to see a big God. Hold on to your faith. It is your weapon. Your shield of faith will quench the arrows of the devil against you. Hold on to it. Oh, the Bible says, and I love it in Hebrews chapter 10 and the verse number 23. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that has promised. Friend, I need you to hold on to your faith in Christ. Your faith will move mountains for you. You know, remember the story in Matthew chapter 17, where they brought a demon-possessed boy to Jesus. The father initially brought it to the disciples, and the disciples could not, you know, remove the devil away from the boy. And Jesus said, this is the reason why you couldn't do it. He says in the verse number 20 of Matthew 17, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. So your faith is able to take care of the mountains in your life, if only you believe his word regarding that mountain. Speak to it, and your faith will take care of that mountain. Have faith in God. Hold on to your profession of faith. Do not waver. Do not be like the waves of the sea being tossed about to and fro. Have faith in Christ Jesus. And today, I call you to a repentance so that you can get to know him and to exercise your faith in him. If you're listening to me for the very first time today and you want to exercise this weapon that you have as a Christian, you want to be able to be a partaker of this gracious weapon that God has given to us. Even the shield of faith. I need you to repent of your ways, of your sin, and give your life to Jesus now. Exercise your faith in him now, not tomorrow. For you do not know what tomorrow shall bring unto you. Do it now as you have got life in you. To give your life to Jesus, please pray this prayer after me. 
Dear Lord, I recognize I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Please forgive me my sin. Make me yours. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And he was buried. But on the third day, you raised him up from the dead. So that if I trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. From today, I give my life to Jesus. From today, I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Make me yours, Lord. I renounce my old ways. Forgive me. From today, I am a child of God. I declare Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I want to support you in your Christian journey. Contact us on social media channels and also on our website as in the description of this episode. And please share this episode. We will see you again in the next one. God richly bless you.